Hey, it's Joe Girard with the Sales Hero Podcast, where you're going to learn some cool stuff about psychology, influence, neuroscience, how to create those repeatable best practices and systems, and building your bulletproof mindset. You can also find me on my blog at joegirard.ca and at saleshero.academy.com. Now, today we're going to be talking about some power tips. I had a few people come to me in the last little while and said, you know, if we could just boil it down to a few key things around psychology and influence and how we could just apply something right away to our sales process, that's what I put together. So I've got these six psychology tips that you can use that you can apply right away. It's also a blog post, so you can check out that link as well for more content. Remember, it's all about keeping it simple, having fun, and getting back to just helping more people buy from you. So let's get started. Hey, what's up? This is Joe. I'm pumped to talk to you today about increasing your sales. I've been having a lot of really, really cool conversations lately uh, with clients, uh, with friends, and um, they've been asking me, you know, what are some of the best tips that you can give? And so I thought I'd throw a post together uh, and share with you some of the ideas, some things that are working really well. Now, these are ideas that you know, I've been working with clients that we've been testing, we've been proving, and a lot of them are coming also from the, the reading materials that I have. And these are really high level things that the masters, the sales winners are doing differently than everybody else. Now, in today's market, you know, people are struggling in hitting those sales targets. And I think often they're just doing the wrong things. And there's a big, big, big gap between what the winners are doing and even what the second place finishers are doing. So today I want to talk to you about a few tips, um, some psychology, some influence things that are going to help you give that sort of that, that unfair advantage. So let's talk about it. And so um, the big thing is, is that selling doesn't need to be hard. And, you know, to, to sort of quantify that is, it's hard work, but it doesn't need to be hard. It doesn't need to be difficult, but you got to do the work still. So, you know, I've been working with a lot of people and this year and seeing those aha moments, the stuff that they're really sticking to um, is not what you'd normally suspect. It's not about, you know, how we're pitching our ideas. It's not about the features and benefits. It's not about all the stuff, but more importantly, it's their mindset. It's the psychology. It's how they connect with people and how they, more importantly, understand the psychology of how people make decisions. So two things that often they they ask me is, or they tell me is they say, one, I want to increase my sales. And two, I don't want to be salesy, right? Does that sound like you ever? Right. So for me, I'm on a mission to help more and more people really be real with what they're doing, help their customers buy from them and and become what I call sales heroes. And I love, as Jeffrey Gittimer says, people love to buy, but they hate to be sold. So the big, big idea right off the bat here is I want you to know that selling is honorable. Let's just throw that on the table. You know, no matter what you're offering, make sure that whatever you sell helps your customer, helps them improve a position, either get more of what they're trying to get or decrease something in their life that they don't want. And so what you're trying to do is you need to make a commitment that you're going to help them solve a problem. See, amateurs are the ones that try and use the tactics, manipulate, they fumble around, they try and talk to people and they just, they just blow it. The sales masters are the ones who actually work on themselves first, which we're going to talk about. You do that hard work and you serve your customers empathetically. So everyone, no matter what you're doing, should learn how to sell, period. So every successful business owner that I know, every CEO, every leader um, has solid sales skills. If you look at any book, anything about success, selling skills are number one, right? So whether you call yourself a salesperson or not, 
develop those skills are going to help you not just in business but in your life. So the first major tip, the big sales tip here is humans need help making decisions. I think sometimes we forget that, right? Do you ever lose a sale to a non-decision? It's totally normal that somebody just doesn't take action, right? Because with all the information, all the stuff that's out there, people get paralyzed with indecision. They want to buy something, but they can't quite make that leap, right? So your role in selling, I see this happen a lot, is it's not just about, you know, having fun and sharing all these ideas and just, you know, pitching and and hoping that something happens. Is making them feel good is not all it takes. Your ultimate job is to get people out of that black hole of not taking action. You must find a way to show them opportunities, the pathways to get to those opportunities, and you have to influence them slightly to take the first step. Even if it's just to set up a phone call, even if it's just to try something out, you have to get people to take a step. And if you're not doing this, you're part of the problem not the solution. Now, one of my favorite books is um, from Chet Holmes, The Ultimate Sales Machine, Ultimate Selling Machine, where he talks about his first sales training from his managers. Um, and and so he this passage I just really, really love, and I want to read it to you because um, I pulled this right out of his book, page, I think, 207. He says, his manager said this to him when he first started selling. You see, these people come in here who've been looking for a living room set for like four months. They've been to a dozen stores. You know what that is? That's weak salespeople who don't know their job. Your job is to take those folks out of their misery. Have you ever seen someone who's been looking for six months and then the day they make that final decision to buy, they can't wait to get that set in their home? Jeez, they'd take it the same day if they could get it. See, people don't regret when they buy unless they buy a lemon. Most people are thrilled when they buy. Your job, Chet, is to help people make that decision to buy. That is the greatest weakness in folks. They're not good at making decisions. If you truly believe that your prospects should benefit from your product or service, it's your moral obligation to help them make a decision and get on with their lives. Man, I love that passage. Think about that. It's your moral obligation to help people out of this trap. And again, people don't regret when they buy unless they buy a lemon. So as long as you have something that's cool, that helps them solve a problem, and you know that what you have is going to help them, help them buy it, right? Are you encouraging them? Are you helping them take action? Or are you just letting them walk away and think about it? So if, if you're truly going to succeed, make it your duty to lead your customers, help them take action, and get them out of that misery, So another book, uh, and in this post, there's a lot of books that I'm mentioning. Make sure you click on these, check them out. Um, There's some great books that you should be having in your library. So another book I love, In the Challenger Sale, one of the big ideas is that most uh, successful salespeople are not those who try and build relationships first. The ones that win are the ones who challenge their customers to think differently. They help them see the hidden opportunities. They help them avoid landmines, and they shift that thinking. They disrupt that equilibrium in the way that their customers think. And so the relationship is still a part of it, but the relationship is earned as a result of you helping your customers. So the big tip on number one here, increasing your sales today, help your customer take action on just one step and don't let them think about it. Okay. All right. Sales tip number two, 
understand the three-part brain and the way people make decisions. This is a really, really fun one for me. I talk to, I, I use this as one of my most repetitive elements in a lot of my training with clients, um, uh, with students, is, is the brain makes decisions in very specific ways, and it's your job to understand how that works. I've got a lot of posts on this stuff as well. But the brain has three parts. Our oldest brain is the reptilian brain, and that is responsible for survival, our fight or flight. The next brain is the limbic system. It's responsible for emotion, associative memory, and social context. That's a bit of a newer brain. That's the midbrain. The newest brain is our neocortex, and it's responsible for thinking, rationalizing, and logic. But what we end up doing is most often we talk to that neocortex. We beat it over the head with facts and figures and just bombard it with info. Right, and um, there's two books that I'm referencing here as well as Pitch Anything and What Great Salespeople Do. Both of those books actually go into detail on these three systems. And what we need to know is that let's say you walk outside and you get and somebody scares you. The way your brain reacts is your reptilian brain kicks in first. You don't have a choice. It goes, Do I fight? Do I flight? Uh, and what's going on? The next one is the limbic system is it, it takes, it takes, um, it assesses the situation and says, okay, what's really happening here? Who's involved? Am, you know, am I safe? It starts to know how do we feel? And then the neocortex kicks in and says, okay, now what decisions do I need to make? It's the same process that happens when you're selling, right? And our humans are designed for survival. And so when you sell, most likely you're trying to address the neocortex and you think that brain is like a computer. And so they'll just simply process whatever you tell them. But that's not what's happening. It doesn't work that way. The other brain is filtering through that reptilian and limbic system to determine if what you're saying is worth paying attention to. So it decides, first of all, the reptilian brain decides if you're safe. When we feel pitched to, warnings go off in our brain. You know that feeling of being sold to. So your first battle is to try not to be salesy. Then, after that, the limbic system tries to see if what we're hearing has any context. Do we, how is this familiar to us? And whether we can associate it to it, whether it's part of our memory and you know, what emotions um, are involved. And do we decide if it actually feels right? All of this goes on in the background. We have nothing to do with this. And it gets us thinking that unless what you're saying is new, exciting, surprising, or inspiring, that reptilian brain will not move it to the neocortex for processing or decision-making. So no matter how good you think your information is, if it makes people feel weird, it doesn't work, right? And that's why most sales calls fall into this abyss. The most well-thought-out set of PowerPoint slides will not stop you from being stopped in your tracks by this limbic and reptilian system. So what do you do? Just first simply understand this, right? Work on just being more human and, and with the people you meet. And I always just say, don't be a weirdo, right? Often people are just going in, they're being sales weirdos. So just don't be a weirdo, right? Make sure you're creating excitement. Make sure that you're connecting emotionally. You can tell stories. You can make your material relevant, make it resonate, you know, ask questions, get people emotionally involved in what you're talking about. So the big lesson here, the increasing sales today tip is less is more. Resist the temptation in your next call to provide too much information. More information does not help you. Instead, work on connecting with your customers on that human level first and just don't be a weirdo. All right, sales tip number three. Provide insights and education, not info, okay? Most of the time... People just don't need more information. We just talked about that in the brain. So what they really need is helping understand the information that's out there. They need your help. They need to know how to connect the dots of all the stuff that's out there. They need your expertise to help them solve their problems. Crazy, right? 
So uh, actually, I just wrote a post. You can link to it too. Is one year ago today, some, or tomorrow actually. But what I'm asking you to do is, is stop for a second and, and have a little bit of empathy for your customers. Think about your poor customers, man. Put yourself in their shoes and think about this three-part brain. They're not looking for more facts and figures. That makes us feel anxious, right? They don't want your complex crap. They simply want to improve their position. They want to feel better about their lives. Your customers will love you if you show them something new, if you can shift their thinking and, like we said, disrupt that equilibrium of where they're at. By asking questions, providing insights, uh, you're doing what's called uh, cognitive reframing and educating them is getting them to see the world a little bit differently. You're reframing the way that they look at things, right? And so there's a really good books, um, a really good book that I love called Insight Selling, and it's by these guys from the Rain Group, Mike Schultz and John Dewar. Um, they founded this, and it's a really, really good um, book, uh, Insight Selling, and also the Rain Group is a great resource to check out. So big shout out to those guys if you're listening. Awesome. So the tip here is increasing your sales. Before your next meeting, take a moment and write down some surprising and inspiring insights that you can share with your customers about their world. Something that you can go in and say, hey, I was thinking about you and here's something that you're going to find really interesting. Here's a unique way to use our product. Here's a unique way you can look at the way you guys are structuring. Have some fun with that. The next one, this is probably my favorite tip, is tip number four, get rid of your sales breath. <laughs> sales breath is crazy. Um, I just went out to tell a quick story. I was in Madison, Wisconsin. I visited some friends there, um, and I met uh, somebody who I've been connected online for a while. His name's Carl, and he's um, just wonderful. He hosted us to attend the PGA Championship and just had a, just an amazing weekend. Um, and Carl is, is a super, super successful uh, advisor with Northwestern Mutual, and uh, He's right now building a winery, a vineyard, all this kind of stuff. So he's, if you're thinking about like top level sales, he's right up there, man. Like he's just really, really doing some awesome stuff. Um, and we had some really cool conversations about what selling is and what the fundamentals are. And no matter what level you're at, these fundamentals work. So he's at the top of his game. Even if you're just starting out, this sales breath concept is really, really powerful. Because we, we laughed about this. I said, you know, I talk about sales breath. He says, ah, we call it premium breath in his industry. And the, the thing is, is people have this weird relationship with money. Money should not be a big issue for us, but somehow it is. We're like, have this weird attachment to it. We give it way too much power. We still need money, but we give it too much credit for what it is. Money is just simply a vehicle, right? And it represents, all it is, is represents an indirect exchange. An indirect exchange is basically like it used to be in the beginning of time is if you had some goats and I had, you know, some chickens, we would decide if that was going to be a trade. And nowadays, not everybody has what we want. So we can't just trade with them directly. So we've created money as an indirect exchange. That's all it is. And so all we're trying to do is create value for the money. But when you have it on your mind, people can smell that. When you want something from somebody, they can smell it and it smells terrible. And when you try and sell, you break any rapport that you build. So one of my, one of my favorite books is uh, Thinking Fast and Slow uh, by uh, Dr. Daniel Kahneman. He's a psychologist and he talks about this concept of money priming. Uh, and when we're thinking about money, what happens is we subconsciously create barriers between ourselves and others and we're less likely to help. And I've got a, uh, a link to another post that goes into more detail about the studies that he did. But bottom line, to get more customers, to increase your sales, you have to completely forget about money. I know it sounds crazy, but you have to forget about it. Instead, focus on the value you give and how you can serve your customers. And the less, the funny part is, the less you think about getting money, 
the more sales you'll get, the more money you get. I have clients all over the place that say this is one of the craziest concepts is the more they resist the temptation to want money, the more that it attracts customers, right? So the, the sales tip today here is before you go into that next sales call, think about how you can improve the life of your customer rather than how you can get their money, okay? All right, number, sales tip number five. Make this all one big game. Make selling a game, okay? This should be a lot of fun. One of the best parts about what I do um, when I'm talking with people who are tightly wound up, they're stressed about their sales performance, um, the cool part, I get to see them over time, relax, they have fun, and they get to have more customers. They're winning more, and it's really, really cool when I see them get out of those the mechanics of selling. If I can help you get out of that sort of mechanical, like, oh, I have all this stuff to do, and just get in this mode of this is really fun helping customers, right, and learning about what's going on and seeing things in a different way. And I had uh, yesterday a really cool call with one of my clients, uh, Mike, and um and he's actually helping me with some of the content. I'm building this course for Udemy and we were looking at um, some stuff and he, I was asking him questions about, you know, what's your experience so far? What are some of the big takeaways for you? And he said, man, he's just been having a lot of fun testing out all of these like really cool psychology things. And since we've been working together, um, he's been observing a lot more in his meetings and looking at the signals. He's looking at triggers much easier. Uh, he can now identify where people are taking control, you know, ways to create that right tension in the conversation and how to address the necessary parts of the brain. He's kind of like a judo champ, right? One of the things I always just like to say is like, for me, I just like messing with people. I like learning about the psychology. First of all, I want to know why I do weird things. And second of all, I want to know like how I can help people make decisions, how I can help them by understanding the psychology of this influence stuff. So one of the things that Mike shared with me yesterday was that, you know, sales is really like um, learning a new language, right? At first it's awkward. You're just trying to figure out a couple words and then you start to observe, you start to build some sentences and over time you start to build dialogues, but it does take time. So it's just really awesome to just start testing stuff, test these principles. And when you start to learn about this and try it, it becomes really fun. And it reminds, I always say it reminds me of the end of the matrix. Once you start getting good at this, um, that scene where Neo in the matrix is seeing the agents as like numbers and symbols and he starts to all of a sudden get it, right? Time slows down he sees it and he's like, wow, he can anticipate things. He sees it better. He's having, it's just the right conversation when you're selling. So I always say like, when you learn how to do this the right way, there is no spoon. <laughs> and so, um, the big tip here is to increase your sales, test one new idea each week, have fun testing this stuff and see what you can learn from it. Make it a game and don't get stuck being too serious. Okay. And the last big tip is understand that the first buying decision that everybody makes is they buy you. Okay, so people make decisions in very predictable ways and they buy it in this order. They buy first, they buy you, then they buy your company, then your product, the price and the time to buy. But usually where does the conversation start? It starts with what do you got and how much is it, right? Um, and so what you need to understand is that the epiphany a lot of people have is that when they realize that none of the other stuff matters, just being able to sell themselves and be able to connect with somebody, ask good questions, develop a rapport, get, help them solve some challenges and get them to agree that they just have a need, right? That's the real value, right? No matter, even if it comes down to a highly commoditized product or service, the real value is in the salesperson. So people are willing to pay as much as 15% more for a similar product as long as they see that value. And in most of the, in the, buying, the, the research that I've seen in buying uh, decisions and behavior, the number one place to see the most value is in the salesperson themselves, right? So if you bring all of this together, 
what you should be really good at is connecting, influencing, providing insights, educating, asking great questions, and having fun learning and growing, right? And nowhere have we talked about how to talk about your product, right? So you are the most valuable part of the whole sale. So get just like crazy good at selling yourself and you'll always be good at selling in general, right? So the other one is, you know, what if in, in that light is what is your why, right? Really think about what's that thing that gets you up early in the morning and keeps you up late at night. And if you want some help, then, you know, go and check out Simon Sinek's TED Talk, um, talking about start with why, and that'll help you make sense, right? The big thing is if you want to attract more of the ideal customers, you got to be as attractive as possible yourself in all sorts of ways, emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally. And so if you're going to, if you're going to do this, the big tip here is, um, the takeaway is write down 10 reasons why people should want to work with you, not about your product or service, but you, and that's the real value. Okay. So let's re- recap the six big tips. I'm going to scroll up here one sec. So the first tip, humans need help helping make humans need help making decisions. Help people make decisions. Number 2, understand this three-part brain. Talk to the reptilian and limbic system before you start beating people over the head with facts and figures. Number 3, provide insights and education, not information. Number 4, get rid of that sales breath. Number 5, make this all one big game. Have some fun with it. And number six, sell you first. The big decision is they buy you, okay? Now, the big one at the end here is I've got a little section on making the most of any training that you're ever going to do because I wasn't planning on writing this much, but I put it there and I thought I'd share with you. There's, um, there's a thing called Bloom's Taxonomy of Learning and it describes the, the different levels. There's six levels of learning and I think a lot of people get this wrong. I attend a lot of conferences and seminars and do training and if you simply sit there, if you're just listening to this or you're reading the post and you're looking to be entertained or you're just trying to get some information, you're not going to have success, right? The six levels, the first level is knowledge. You know, you're getting the information. The next one is comprehension. You understand the information. The third level is application. You're taking action. You're doing something with it. The fourth level is analysis. You know, what have I, what do I know about what I've done with it? The fifth level is synthesis. Now this has become a part of myself. And the sixth level is evaluation. Now that I've made it a part of myself, what can I know and learn and develop in myself further and further and further? So the deeper you go into these levels of learning, knowledge, comprehension, application, analysis, synthesis, and evaluation, the better you are going to have success. So don't just focus on memorizing and knowledge. Don't get stuck just gathering info. Work your way into understanding, taking action, applying it, making it part of yourself, and constantly feedback loops. And only through this work, repetition, and self-reflection can you become a master at anything that you're doing. So don't get caught, like I see people in this like quick fix society, like what's the five things I need to do? Even though we're doing six tips here, you need to take one of these things and take action on it. Make it a part of your stuff, not my stuff. Okay, so that's my challenge to you is take action on one thing this week. And I made a list of the books that I've got here. Um, You can download those. Um, And I'm just really stoked I got to share this with you today. So make sure you like and share this, you know, comment on it. Give me feedback, you know, tell me what your challenges are. And, you know, I'm going to be putting a bunch of new stuff out there very soon. Uh, Some cool stuff you can look at, courses and ideas. So keep in contact with me. Make sure you're on the list and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. You know, whether you're just starting out or you have decades of experience, it's conversations exactly like these that can help you get an edge today and in the long term. You can also find me on my blog at joegerard.ca and salesheroacademy.com. Make sure you share this with your friends and colleagues as well. You know, selling is heroic. 
because nothing happens in a business unless people buy from you. This is why I want to help you just simplify, have fun, and grow. Let's not only talk about these ideas, but take action and do our best work together. When you invest in yourself and just continuously learn how to sell the right way, you are a hero for your customers and for yourself. So join me next time for another episode of the Sales Hero Podcast.